Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby picker. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to... <laughs> Good team. Good team. Welcome back to... <laughs> Rugby Pick'em. <laughs> hey, it's Tommy Nopix. Uh, just... Brought you on to the show with the little introduction there. Uh, we're here with uh, BT and Uncle Johnny. Yep, you sure are, yeah. Tom. And Tommy, when you saw the Twitters yesterday hinting at news from the MLR, did you know it was coming? Did you hop on MLR Reddit <laughs> and confirm what we already knew was? I had an inkling. The Schedge release. The Johnny, we did an episode last year. It's, it's funny to project, right, like four months into the future. On strictly dates and times, but we're so MOR hungry at this point in the off season. A lot to talk about. First off, I want to eat my words. I had doubts of whether the Jackals were going to pull it off this year, and looks like they're putting a team together and they're actually going to fall through on uh, on playing the season. So I'll eat my words, Tommy. And but Tommy. Old Kamish Kilbrew made sure that we were all on point. All the socials were dropping it at the same time with the emoji of the chart trending <laughs> upward. MLR 2022 is basically laid out in front of us. Some changes from last year. First right. off, we're starting earlier. It's going to be 16 games, but it's going to end earlier, which I think is great for July tests. Why have your most important players and your most important teams get pulled out in the playoffs the most important time? So... Is it July or June test? When do we play those tests, Johnny? Is there still going to be overlap no matter what? I guess. No, because it wraps the, the regular season oh. is wrapping on the first weekend of June. Sunday, June 5th is the last regular season game. So they're planning to you know wrap up the season, looks like mid-June, um, which again allows that flex. And you, you definitely want that. I mean, when you're peaking at the end of the season and then going into the finals... Do you want your best players just getting pulled out of rosters that they've been playing with? That's what like, happened that's, with Utah. I mean, to some extent. It was a so little... it's almost like they planned it out this time intentionally. I like that. Which just means a little accommodation up front for the February some start. Give and take that leads us to the to the cold weather in the north. Ooh, there's a split. Just like in uh the north. In the, the fi- king in the north the fictitious Game of Thrones, Tommy. There's a, a north-south divide here. Yeah. The warm weather cities get the majority of the home field to start the season. The Gilgronis have a 6-2 split in their first eight games. And then you play your back end pretty dangerous and frisky out on a plane <laughs> every week on the road. Yeah, you know, we saw that last year too, but just not to this extent because they're starting so early. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's kind of clear it benefits the warm weather cities to host a, a pretty much more like pretty I think it I think it's clear to say it benefits the warm weather cities because you're you're playing your home matches up front when you're trying to get cohesion and rhythm it doesn't make it easier later in the season to play away but it's definitely harder to just start going on the road right away in February Especially for teams like Toronto, who has to travel pretty far, and they've got a little bit of international hurdle to uh, 
to jump as well this year. And I mean, it's good for them that they're they actually get to be at home instead of being located in Atlanta. Uh, But they have some hops to make for sure. I agree with you, John. It's more important to get your wins early in the season and like put a stamp that like your season matters. Tommy, have you seen teams start zero and three, zero and four, and then win a final? Rarely. Rarely, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. Even zero and two is tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah. A lot of those early games in Texas, uh, short flight from Colorado. Um, Tommy, one game that that jumped out to me, and I'll get to the Texas Cup and the variations now with Dallas, but the new welcome to the league game for these Dallas Jackals will be the Austin Gilgronies in Bulls Stadium with Jim Knox on the sideline there banging the drum. It's it's going to be a welcome to the league moment for the Dallas Jackals. Johnny, new playoffs this year. We now have a 13th team. So, Tommy, there's now east-west imbalance. There's seven teams in the west and six in the east. Now, I was thinking, statistically, I would want to be in the east, right? Because three teams are going from each conference. I'd want to be in the pool of six instead of seven. However, however, I looked at the table last year, and the west did not end strong. There were a lot of bottom feeders, a lot of teams getting whooped by the Giltinis in Utah late in the year. So... You know, now I'm doubting myself. Is it better to be in the East with less teams? Not necessarily if your conference is soft. You want a lot of soft teams there for easy wins. Yeah, like, I think you still want to be in the East. I think that statistic, like, numbers, if you're a numbers guy, you want to be in the East. Shortest path from a point is a straight line. Yeah. To a point. <laughs> Just ask. Point to point. <laughs> Make your point, man. <laughs> I will, John. The one seed are going to get a bye. So hopefully I think that keeps teams like, say, last year's Giltinis who were running away with the league. It was just the Giltinis running away, away with the league. was <laughs> on the wrong verse. But back to the, uh, the East West you, you guys have the rhythm of a middle school band. <laughs> I didn't know what the song even was. I like I, it. I like it. I got the beginning. I knew the chorus. So the Giltinis were running away with the league, right? And <laughs> now <laughs> that the one seed matters and it's not just like, you know, one-two playoff, like you got to hold off everybody. And, and hopefully your four and five seeds will be chomping a bit towards the end of the year thinking they can get that last spot. Hopefully this little structure creates a little more late-season contest. More teams, more comp. Yep. Mo loves it. Money, loves no it. problems. I, I do get on, get around that, Jackals. Not just because Dallas um, got some fam there, but Jackals. I mean, what a good, what a fitting rugby mascot, right? Getting in there and jackalin <laughs> i'd like to see some rosters you know put out there just get kind of excited in that regard but it's good to see this schedule the player signings have come in a drip for the jackals i don't know if there's been 15 plus but they got names and they got more tommy friends of ours friends of ours who may end up being a jackal we'll see very soon can we talk about the texas cup i was i was gonna My bring that up favorite when you up the jackal earlier. meaningless trophy I joke that it's it's not meaningless, it's priceless. The Gilgronies hold the Texas Cup. And not the dog on Houston, I think, 
They've always held it. Held it. Hold it. <laughs> since it started. But now that we have a third team, Tommy, things get interesting. Because there's going to be a total of, I think, six inter-Texas game, right? Three teams, each team plays could, each other twice. You got six games. It could conceivably come down to points. No, Breakdown, no, no. yeah. No, no, no. That's not how that's the not cup how works. works. The we'll cup t- changes hands. No, because, listen. No, Tom. Tom, you're wrong. Right, <laughs> right now, the Gilgronis have... one and one against each other. Oh, uh, but let us explain okay. to you how this cup works. This is good, people. It's a physical cup. It's a physical cup. You drink out of it when you win. The Gilgronis have it because they beat Houston last right. year. Yeah. They open up the le- their season against, against the, the Jackals. Jackals. If the Jackals beat them while the Gilgronis have the cup, they take the cup. The oh, next game for I, the Gilgronis okay. could be against Houston, but it won't be for the cup because Dallas will have it, theoretically, right. in this scenario. Um but that's our whole point, Tommy. So Here's we're like, trying you know, to educate the MLR yeah. world. It's three teams and one cup. <laughs> I was like, three teams and one cup? <laughs> Sounds like an interesting title you know, of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, what I was thinking was, whoever has like done the best out of the three teams in Texas at the end of the season would get the cup. Nope. Nope, that's not no, how it works. Nope, nope, nope. Right. It's day of shit. It's like, what if they all go one and one against Yo, each other? No, we get it. We get what you were thinking. <laughs> Thus, you know. Well, just looking through it. So, theoretically, if Austin wins and retains, Houston then has a chance in week three to get it. So, we'll have two potential cups in, or, uh, Texas Cup battles in February. And or then, Austin just holds we, it the whole season. Do we well, have a picture saying. of the cup? I want do, do we know what the cup looks yeah, like? Yeah, we'll link it on the blog. Okay. Rugby pick and put boots we on the ground there, Tommy. Surely you listen. I'm a visual learner. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's up there on www.rugbypick'em.com. Um, Tommy, now that the, uh, the season has dropped, where's your early money going? So just to throw it out there, um, Rugby Pick'em has reported at the Free Jacks Home Stadium in Weymouth. We've been to SoFi to cover the Giltinis. We've been to the Cat Den for Houston. And I think that's it. Unless something's blanking. Where do we go this year? We gotta go Bold Stadium? I mean, Jim Knox in person? That would be freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we, we could go back out. in the day, the Colorado Raptors. <laughs> we were majority we season to, ticket holders. <laughs> we go up to Rooney. That could be fun. New York trip. Where yeah. are they going to play, though? Uh, they're not playing down the road where you can just run and grab a sandwich. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. Rooney, run it straight, New York. <laughs> <laughs> MLR 2022 schedule is out. <laughs> Give the commish props. He's got everything on the up and up, Tommy. All the stats are coming in. MLR. We want that cup. We want... The World Cup, multiple World Cups. We want those bids. MLR is going to be the vehicle to do it. Oh, back to your question. Uh, you asked where my money was. <laughs> uh, I think safe bets are on Guiltinis. And then if you're going wild card. <laughs> this guy's fucking Vegas over here. <laughs> telling us the defending champion is the safe bet. Listen. We're listening. <laughs> you got a wild card? Could be Atlanta or Rooney. Some, one of those two. There you go. Check in for our last bit on 
the four tests. That's right, Johnny. Tests. Ooh, mate. Pick them. Three teams and one cup. First off, I want to eat my words. I had doubts. Cup changes hands. No, because, listen. No, Tom. Tom, you're wrong. Is it July or June test? When do we play those tests, Johnny? Is there still going to be overlap no matter what? I guess. www.rugbypickup.com The North in the, the pick, King in the North the fictitious Game of Thrones More teams, more calm Can we talk about the Texas Cup? And I think you still want to be in the East I think that statistic like numbers if you're a numbers guy, you want to be in the East. No, we get it. We get what you're thinking. Because <laughs> the defending champion is the safe bet. Listen, we're listening. Tommy Nopics, uh, just brought you on to the show with a little introduction there. Um, it was just the guillotines running away, away with the lead. I was on the wrong verse. Know your role.